Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is the Theater Podcast. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're new, nice to have you. This is Intimate Personal Conversations with the Industry's Biggest Names. I'm your host, Alan Seals, and our guest today is Jordan Fisher, who is an actor, a singer, a songwriter, and warning, he's a gamer. So this is your warning. We do talk about games. I absolutely love when... A, when a, an already uh, known theater nerd also becomes a, a video game nerd because that's speaking all of my languages. It's absolutely so much fun. He co-owns an eSports team co-owned by several others, including Jerry Jones, who just happens to own the Dallas Cowboys. So we're talking like major kind of stuff here. And uh, he's going back on stage on Broadway right now in Sweeney Todd is a truly just eclectic and all-around amazing, seems like super nice guy. So can't wait to share this episode with you. Find me online on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Say hello, leave a rating, leave a review wherever you are listening now. And now please enjoy this episode with Jordan Fisher. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money, and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's guest is an actor, singer, songwriter, producer, and gamer whose work has spanned TV and music, Broadway and film. He can be seen in Netflix's Work It and To All the Boys I've Loved Before sequel, The CW's The Flash, and most recently Netflix's Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between, plus HBO's Naked Mole Rat Gets Dressed, The Underground Rock Experience. He's an avid gamer, which I found unexpected, but very cool, and even commentated for the 2019 Fortnite World Cup. Come on. He's the first African-American to portray the title character of Evan in Dear Evan Hansen and Mark and Fox's Emmy-nominated Rent Live, as well as being named a breakout star by MTV and People Magazine for Fox's Emmy-winning broadcast Grease Live. He won ABC's 25th season of Dancing with the Stars and collaborated with Lin-Manuel Miranda, this up-and-coming guy, performing a duet 
duet with him for Disney's Moana soundtrack, as well as joining the cast of Miranda's Tony Award-winning sequel, or sorry, award-winning musical Hamilton. And now shortly, you'll be able to catch him again in the upcoming production of Sweeney Todd on Broadway. Jordan Fisher, holy cow, man. Welcome wow. to the Theater well, this Podcast. Was great. Thank you so much. Uh, and, thanks for having me. <laughs> that's all the time we've got. I've read your bio. That took all half out now. <laughs> oh, my God, man. This is, that's crazy. That's crazy to hear hear all of that. That's <laughs> oh, the last time I've heard, heard a, like a bio like that read out loud to me. That was really wonderful. And that was, like, that was like a fraction of what you've done, right? Because like you started out in, in yeah. as like your breakout role was like Seacat in Disney's Teen Beach movie, right? Which yeah. I didn't even talk about in the bio. So I guess like let's back up a second before we even get to the Disney stuff. But like uh-huh. we're – Okay, I, I teased this in the beginning, like gamer, holy cow, man, we know you for singing, we know you for acting and 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 everything, but I find so interesting that you you are a co-owner of, I'm looking for the name, what's the, uh, the name Complexi- of your- Esports yeah, organization, yeah. Yeah, so Complexity is uh, an incredible esports organization. I mean, we, we, we've got a f- fantastic multi-million dollar uh, training facility based out of Frisco, Texas. And it's all in the star, which is the, it's kind of Cowboys nation, if you will. Jerry Jones is one of our primary shareholders. And, Jerry Jones, uh, who is, who owns the Dallas Cowboys for those yeah, who don't know. Yeah, correct. Yeah. He's one of our primary shareholders. And, uh, <laughs> with that comes, you know, this, this, this log line of all sorts of perks and benefits for, um, our staff and more specifically our, our athletes that live in Frisco caddy corner to the headquarters. Uh, they have access to the Cowboys training facilities and their chefs and their doctors, PT, et cetera. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a hub. It's a hub that's ever growing and shifting. Frisco's the, it was the, the fastest growing city in the nation for the third year in a row. Um, for a lot of different reasons, but Complex, I mean, I complexity gaming, the name of this company, it, it, I, 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 I want to touch on something you just said that they get the gamers, these esports gamers get, get access to physical therapy. Oh like, yeah. Like what goes into being a professional esports athlete? Because uh, this is, this is my missed calling in life and yeah, I need to know no, how to, it, how to be reincarnated and do this. Listen, I got to tell you, there, there's, there's, there's all sorts of great things and there's all sorts of, of, uh, I don't know how, I don't know how censored you are, but shitty things that, uh, I, Say whatever I, you'd like. Okay, great. Yeah. They, it's, it's rigorous. It's a 10 to 12 hour schedule daily. Um, you know, we're talking four-hour training sessions, two-hour VOD reviews, lunch break. Um, VOD you know. v- video on demand is that? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to yeah. trying to break it down for people who don't know yeah. this because yeah, my Vod audience is mostly like so. So you, yeah. know, so you know how how uh, NBA and uh, NFL NHL players, you know, they they'll they'll sit as a team and go over games and and look and strategize and look at you know teams that they opponents that they're facing as well and and. Um, you know, we, we, it's, it's, it's all of those things. It's, you know, it's 10 hours of the training and all of the, the organization stuff that we put on the athletes. And then most of them have streaming careers as well. So once they're done working, you know, contractually, they'll go home and hop on Twitch or YouTube gaming and press go live and have, they have their own other streams of revenue and, and, um, and career that they're building as content creators on top of being professional and, um, 
you know, the, the metric is, is is rather wild. You you actually have a much better, significantly better chance of uh, getting drafted in the NFL than ever uh, being on a roster for a professional esports organization. What? Uh, there's just way more. There's way more talent in the world to filter through. I mean, you got to think about culturally how gaming has defined you know generation to generation. If you were born pretty much nineties, nineties past, um, gaming has at some point in time, if it is not still today, the heartbeat of a lot of your communal gatherings, you're hanging out, whatever, Mario Kart, Mario Party, whatever the thing may be. Um, gaming has so much dictated the way that we socialize and, and, and now especially being able to play online and, and, and these multi-IP uh, multi-platform, you know, shooters and, and, and RPGs and MMOs and things like that, that, that are all out there to continue to connect us on a day-to-day basis. Um, it, it's a universal language gaming and, and everyone in the world is a gamer in, in, in some capacity. Um, and that's something that I've, I've always found very fascinating beyond the social aspect. I mean, just from the problem solving to the teamwork, to the, you know, the, the, the immersion, the being able to suspend your reality for some period of time when you're playing a game, whether it's console or on PC, you know, and being able to connect with other people and friends. I, I, I love, always loved that. I, I don't remember a time in my life that I didn't either have a mouse and keyboard or a controller in my hand. If you substitute every time you said gaming with theater, that conversation applies exactly. You're in a different reality. You're connecting with people. Really? So I, I was going to ask like where the love for both of these came from, which is kind of ironic because I'm I'm the same way. I love video games. I love tech, but I love musical yeah. theater. So I, I, yeah, I love like escaping into this reality. So is that why you were so attracted to, to theater? And I guess where did, where did the love for theater and singing, acting and dancing, triple threading, <laughs> where did that even start? It, you know, I, I've, I've, I've always had a thing for art. Um, I was always drawn to it. I mean, from a young age, I'm very performative. Um, there, there's no art in my family at all. No, no, not an artistic bone in anyone's body. Unfortunately, you know, I've, al- I've always dreamt of having a sibling or a parent or somebody that I could sing with, but hopefully, hopefully one of my kids, uh, loves music. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I've always loved sitting down and watching a film, being in a dark theater, um, turning on an album and, and like in- intentionally listening to what I was hearing. And I think I just always extra appreciated it. And I was a gymnast in a small little football town in Birmingham, um, just outside of Birmingham, Alabama, about 20 minutes. And there really wasn't much going on other than the small football town day to day and football. And that's pretty much it. And I was a gymnast. And then in fifth grade, I joined the drama club. And that was it. Like, I, I just, it, I got bit by the bug. It was instant. And I'm so grateful that that was the case. Obviously, like, you know, I, I could have gone down the gymnastics route and that probably would have been. Wait, the, you, I was reading, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you had the choice to go train for the Olympics in gymnastics, right? It was the crossroads of my life was was either dedicate all of my time and energy to gymnastics, move to Dallas, move to Boulder, move to one of the places where, where one of the world's gyms was at, and 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 train there and for the that. Olympics. I could. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and work my way to hopefully being able to wear red, white, red, white, and blue and have a gold medal one day. I mean, like that was, that was the, that was the first track. That was the first dream. And that was really the only dream that I had until theater. And then I didn't, there wasn't any kind of, you know, pin on the map of where I wanted to go with it or what I wanted to do with it. I just knew that I loved it. That was really it. I just knew that it was new. I was 10. It was fresh. I'd never experienced anything like it before. I loved the people. I had so much fun learning all of the stuff. Um, I already loved dancing for fun and, and, and trying to make music and things. And to be able to hone that with other like-minded kids was, was a really important step in the whole matter. Um, mind you, gamer throughout all of this. This never right. ended like that. It Beginning of time. <laughs> you know for forever um gaming was always there um but yeah that was that was the that was the beginning of my love for theater and it's funny because i always thought the broadway would happen long before tv and film and i was told early on in my career like you know just work on tv and film and eventually broadway will call and that's that's what happened with hamilton um thanks to and due to those relationships that i met and made working on a handful of different projects in Los Angeles. So, you know, that's, in, that's insane. And I've said this so many times on this podcast and other episodes that, that Broadway is the Olympics of theater. It's the best of the best. So, sure. so you still made it to the Olympics just in a completely different yeah, sport. Totally, right. totally different sport. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It and, is that. It is rigorous. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, well, that's, that's what I wanted to ask about too, was, was with everything you've got going on. And and it's not just one thing, it's many things that on their own are full-time jobs, but then now Sweeney Todd, uh, I mean, God, like the, the, the cast list is yeah. insane, right? Like you're working alongside Josh Groban, Annalie Ashford, Gaten Mazzarano from Stranger Things, right? Ruthie and Miles, Gina Duvall, Ray Lee, Samantha Polino. I, God, I could go on. Like I love every single person in your cast, you uh, included. Yeah. And so, so you're here now. You start previews in a week, February 26th, a week from now as we're recording this. So previews are, are about to start. And so like, where do you still find time? Do you have to put everything else aside? All the gaming is, is gaming at night where you go to unwind. Do you, do you still? It is are, right now. Like, yeah, it is. Um, you know, the, my, my work in the gaming space is, is very much on the creative uh, and structural side, right? Like I, I, my, I, I was kind of plucked um, to bring fashion, music, television, film, long form, short form, um, you know, multi-platform distribution and marketing and things like that to the gaming space and world and vice versa for uh, film and television because everybody wants to, everyone wants to play together, but no one really knows how. Um, and I'm kind of the translator in, in, in between those spaces, which is, which is awesome. Um, I wouldn't want anyone else doing the job to be perfectly honest with you. So, um, <laughs> in the position that I am, it's, 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 it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of just high level of macro decision-making and, and things, um, all to do with the culture around gaming and, or gaming itself. Um, my wife and my mother, both two women that know me, so well um have always known 
how important and cathartic and medicinal gaming has been for me because it's been a release from other, you know, all of my other work. And so I think that there was real concern about me jumping into the gaming space. And it started with me streaming on Twitch. Like that, that's really how that started. Um, you know, being friends with a handful of, of well-known streamers, uh, definitely, you know, just our, our real life bond and friendship. We literally all moved to the same neighborhood in Florida um, to be neighbors and to be in each other's lives on a day-to-day basis. And, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that I have been able to stream and, and, and be engaged in the gaming space and industry in that way. I am even more so excited now to be, uh, you know, kind of helping cultivate what it's going to look and feel and sound and taste and smell like culturally for us moving forward. Um, that's like my day to day. And so, yeah, like right now making the time for myself is like nighttime Hogwarts legacy PS5 <laughs> on a TV. Like I'm like, I'm a teenager, you know, I've got like my whole rig here and I'm, I'm a hardcore. I don't, I don't know how much you looked into it, but like, I'm like a, a pretty good FPS player in North America. Um, so I take it, <laughs> pretty seriously um and and am known funny enough in the gaming space by a lot of people that do not know me for anything else other than what i do in the gaming space um and that's uh it's a refreshing and lovely thing i'm very appreciative of it like i've i've been stre- I've, I've been streaming for about five years now and i still have people that come in my chat and they're like did i see you in a tv show <laughs> like i literally <laughs> I watch you because you're good at Apex. Like, that's why I watch. I watch to learn so that I could get better at Apex. I didn't know that you were an actor. I've been watching you for two years. Like, I, people still, they, they just don't touch television and film and music and fashion and Broadway and all of the other things that I do. They, they know that. They know gaming. That's the language that they speak. And, and I wish that more of us leaned into it because I think that we'd all be surprised how much more we all get along when if we all knew that we were all just gamers, really. We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. That was actually my next question was, was if you see a world where musical theater, professional musical theater and professional gaming intersect, because... I mean, with all your your composing skills, your writing, your producing, yeah. and everything, there's I think there's an option. There's a there's a path forward somewhere in the multiverse yeah, I, where I, where I, you're I, creating a musical about gaming and they play games on stage. Or yeah, something else. I mean, if you know, we're if we're really talking about the multiverse here as well. Like you know, VR and full dive one day is going to be that's that's going to be a thing. This isn't this isn't sci-fi that we're talking about. Like we will eventually be able to have some sort of neurotransmission and, and be able to feel like we're in a game, which is, which is super exciting. I think that there's a massive theatrical element to a lot of what streaming is. Um, live theater, I'm not entirely sure, but 
concerts, mm. multi, multi a, a multi-sensory experience of some sort where favorite streamers go on tour and they have multiple elements of their show that make it feel like their stream, but it's happening live and for a few hours. I think that there's a structure there that has never really been tampered with that could be something really cool. Especially if you, you know, you, you, if, it, if it's a genuine tour and you include like acts and all sorts of things to, you know, engage with people. I mean, there's a, so there's a real theatrical quality to just gaming in general. Um, in the way the stories are told, I think that there's, you know, all, there's going to be much more opportunity for us to be able to kind of be a part of experiences in real time in the gaming space and i'm excited to i you know whatever whatever that is, is 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 resting deep within pandora's box but eventually something's going to happen to crack it and it will continue to evolve that's all gaming has been that's all it will continue to do it's been here for so such a long time it's been a billion dollar industry for such a long time and um Honestly, thanks to thanks to Fortnite and Drake and Ninja playing with each other. I mean, this, that that was that was where probably the biggest cultural shift happened in gaming history. I think the the, the world of celebrity gaming is it's so it's so foreign to me because it like esports. I'm I'm 42, so like when I was under 10, I played Mario Brothers nonstop, mm. right? And then it, and like I had the when the color Game Boy came out, it was like. Ooh, and yeah. then now it's literally you've got like the most powerful PCs sitting at playing games, right? Yeah. People are building their own gaming PCs and PS5 is a PC and the Xbox, you know, like all this stuff. And the computing power now to put all this together in real time sounds like something like if you if you take all of your connections, right? Your Disney connections with your esports connections with your theater connections. I'm just putting this out in the universe, man. You got a lot of potential to make something that's really, really cool. And I want to be first to beta test that. So you gotta you gotta call me because I need to help you develop this. You got it. you got it. <laughs> so uh, Sweeney Sweeney Todd, I'm gonna take it back to this for a second because it's directed by Tommy Kale, who directed Hamilton, directed by uh, musical supervision by Alex Lackamore, who also did Hamilton and David Hansen. So like all of this is within your ecosystem, and yeah. I, I absolutely love 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 love. And Sweeney Todd, I mean again Sondheim, like like everything about this is set up. Josh Groban, Annalee Ashford as the leads. Everything about this is set up for absolute success. And I mean, I don't know what you're allowed to say yet because we haven't even opened previews, but what's what's different about this production? Like you've got a, such a big smile on your face right now. What yeah. What's different about this um, that you can tell well, us that we can look forward to? The best, the best way for me to put it, honestly, is that, you know, I think that Sweeney definitely because of the image that's painted in our head, especially regardless of what production we've seen or version of whatever pro shot or movie or blah, blah, blah is, is dastardly and dark and, and about murder and revenge and blood. And at the end of the day, and this has always been the case with this material, it's been about love. And I think that we are challenging humanity and, our take on a piece that is going to still look and feel and sound very familiar, but just 
so much bigger and larger because that's what sound mixing is like today. And we have a 26 piece orchestra and 31 people with some of the best voices in the world on stage. So it's going to, you know, it, 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 it's bound to, of course, look and sound good. As you said, like the cast list is great. The, 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 it's all, you know, all of the pieces are there. The, the, the tools are there to build something beautiful. And, and what we're trying to build is tall and large and strong, which means that it must be rooted and the foundation must go deep. That only means truth. That means humanity. And if you know any Tommy Kell pieces at all, you know that he will never allow authenticity to be sacrificed. And that's what I'm excited for people to see is like the most realistic telling of this material. The most, the most realistic version. That's, that's really, that's interesting because like the, the off-Broadway version that we had a couple of years ago, I thought was, was really good and it was immersive. And, mm -hmm. and this version now, um, I'm so excited for it because I, like you said, it, it is a story of love and, mm -hmm. and Joanna, I've got, I used to use that song for, uh, for auditions for years. It's just one yeah. of those things that, um, uh, it's, it's one of those things that I, that I really, really love. The whole show is, is just like I said, so encompassing and so uh, incredible. And I, I can't wait to see it, but. We're gonna take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. Um, I wanna wrap though. I wanna wrap up with three. Actually, I'm gonna give you four. I normally ask three standard closing questions, but okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw in a, a fun one at the end. Okay, Great. so the first one, just very simply, is what motivates you? My family. I mean, I know that that's, it's, a, there's, it's cliche, blah, blah, blah. It's just honest. Everything I do oh. is for my family. Love it. All right, so the next question. Which, is which includes me, I, 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 I wanna say. I think that it's important to emphasize that, like everything I do, I do for my family, including myself. Like I do it for me and my unit so that we are good and happy and healthy and full of life and love and get to live and experience. And yeah, that's my motivation. Mm. All right, what advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now starting out down a similar path? Mm, okay, so uh, it's two different answers. The advice that I would give to myself is nothing at all. Um, I, I love the way that I have learned things. I love the bumps and the bruises and the scrapes and all of the things. Um, I, 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 all of it has made me who I am and I appreciate that. So that's kind of always been my take and I'm, I'm sticking to it, but advice that I would, you know, one of those, you know, do as I say, and not as I do, um, kind of ways, of course, like we all do everything that we can to be great people and to be good people, but leading with kindness is one of the hardest acts in the world. It really is. It's true. It, it is truly one of the hardest things to do because it, our, our pride and our ego suffer. And those are very fragile things that we live with, my friend. And it's le leading with kindness is, that's the only way. I would add reacting with kindness. Reacting. Right? Yeah. 
That's hard. When someone comes at you like hard, it's hard to just, you know, like Michelle Obama says, they go, they go low, you go high. That's hard. That's hard to do. A hundred percent. My, 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 my favorite way of handling most of those situations is to just let them say what they're, what they're saying, continue to look at them. So that was very unkind. Hmm. And I usually, you know, the deer in headlights pops out, the defenses come up and then, then things get diffused. Cause it's just like, that's, let's just not, let's just not be that way. You know what yep. I mean? And if we could all just not be that way, be a much better right. place. All right. So third question, if you can only see one show for the rest of your life, you can see it as many times as you want. What would you see? Once on this Island. Oh, that's a new one. Favorite musical of all time. Love it. Love it. Okay. So this is the fourth question I'm throwing in just for you. If you could only play one game for the rest of your life, but you can play it as long and as many times as you want, what would you play? Um, For replayability and story and social connection and it's got a long way to go probably lost ark Ooh, okay i've never played it and now i have to all it's right pretty awesome i love it <laughs> okay uh where can we connect with you online you've got a couple different uh, social media accounts where you're you're very yeah all over yeah just jordan fisher jordan fisher everywhere um i think jordan underscore fisher on tiktok but yeah just jordan fisher you can just google throw it in the word and you got like on Instagram, you got Complexity Gaming. There's Jordan Fisher Gaming. Yeah, You've got is. your own like gaming account yeah. and all YouTube, this. On we've got all Twitch.tv slash Jordan Fisher. Yeah, dude, it's all there. It is. It's all there. And of course, uh, the broad, you know, Sweeney Todd on Broadway. Like, do Sweeney. it. I cannot Please wait see. to see it. I cannot wait come to see you. you in it. Awesome. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.